Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 177 recorded live on Saturday, November 6th, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man who has sipping chocolate in front of him, Dave Play. Hello. And the man who has the coveted McRib in front of him, <gasps> Andy Lowe. Hi. I have a Mc... Oh my... Uh, I didn't even actually open it up yet. I've heard about these things. They're, they're legendary. And so I thought, well, I should try one. And As the, we record. <laughs> it's got pickles on it. It's barbecue, isn't it? It, it's, it looks like somebody took like a piece of pork the size of a Hershey bar. Uh, baked it for a little bit, slathered it with some sort of barbecue sauce, put two pickles and some onions on top, and then put it on a bun. Interesting. So I have a McRib in front of me. <laughs> I have like, Trader Joe's sipping chocolate, which is delicious. Well, let me tell you in a second if this... Um, I'll, okay. I will try... Take some, your bite. I don't want to get any on the microphone. Ah... <laughs> uh, and the answer is barbecue sauce is not bad. Okay, I mean this is McDonald's. This is not high cuisine, Andy. It is a piece of pork, so that's always a plus. But, huh? You 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 think from. The amount of people who are all obsessed about the McRib, including a website devoted on to where you can find the McRib at this current point, before McDonald's decided to put it everywhere again. It would be better. You'd think it'd be the second coming of something. Of what? <laughs> I don't know. I did not see Jesus in my McRib. It is the second coming of the McRib, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> Meh. That was completely underwhelming. Okay. Well, with that wonderful leading, <laughs> McRib. Oh, mm, sipping chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I have Dr. Pepper now to try and cleanse my palate of the pork. Dr. Pepper, I don't think would. Yeah. Okay. What? What's wrong with Dr. Pepper? It's not going to cleanse your palate. It's going to get the taste of pork out of my mouth. Okay, but that would not be cleansing your palate. Yeah, how does sherbet technically cleanse your palate? I don't know. It's it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Raspberry sherbet is tasty. I don't know if it if it's raspberry sherbet that you're supposed to use, or if it's any particular type of sherbet. I I don't know. All I know is that we had raspberry sherbet at the wedding. It was tasty. It was. And the uh, the strawberry frozen drinks that they had too. Those were also tasty. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Okay. I don't remember. You don't remember? I actually do not remember. Remember, remember the 5th of... Oh, wait, no, I... It's made, the 6th. It's the 6th. Damn it. You cannot do that. <laughs> remember, remember the 6th of November? Beware the Ides of... No, wait, that's the... No. March. Yeah. Um, have a holly jolly... Cri- no, wait. Thanks, kid. Oh, uh, happy Halloween. Oh, I need Halloween. to figure out what I'm doing for second Thanksgiving this year. Yes. Thanksgiving. If I'm even having second Thanksgiving this year. It's on a Thursday. No, wait. Th- Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. Yes, Andy. Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday. Which most likely means that you have Friday off for school. Yes, that is pretty typical. So? So? You could do it. Yes. I know I could. The question is, should I? Well, okay. So, what are the pros and cons of this list? The pro- we 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 know what the pros are because this has already happened. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it would be definitely fun. The cons are reduced time to you know prepare and do work. Uh, and the other question is, what day do I do it? The Saturday after Thanksgiving, which is to say, two days after Thanksgiving. Do I do it the week after? Not Friday. It's never been on a Friday. Oh, it's always been the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I did not know that. And by always, I mean for the last three years that we've done it. <laughs> Ever since we, you have done it, it has been on Saturday. Yes. Okay. This would this be the third or the fourth? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Oh crap! <laughs> I think I've I've have, have I I've been to two. I should do a better job of tracking that. I, th- I know I've been to two because the first one it was weird because we had like turkey with the onions and we had like pop and Doritos and Doritos and then the third one there was rock band there 
and there was somebody had brought pizza. I thought, no, no. But Matt Wheeler did bring a spiral cut ham. Ah, yes, that was frozen. <laughs> so I think it's only been two. There was the pizza and Doritos and the spiral cut ham. Okay, I thought there was a one in the middle though that I wasn't able to get to. Was there? There might have been. Okay. We need the amount of technology that we have. We should be oh, able I to can't figure look this out. <laughs> Well, we could probably go back in the podcast and check because we we've could. been podcasting longer than that, and I'm sure it's come up. Have you emailed anybody about this? Possibly. Because Gmail has all your e- – that's what I did a couple of times to figure out, especially since um, there's a class action lawsuit against NVIDIA about their, some of their problems they've had with laptops. Mm-hmm. And my laptop was purchased in that range, and my laptop model was on the list, except my laptop product model was not. Uh. So I get through all these things like, is your, like, find your laptop brand. I'm like, oh, there it is. Like, find your laptop model. I'm like, oh, there it is. It's like, was it purchased within this price range? I'm like, yes. And I'm like, yes, finally. I can get this problem with the laptop, like, over and done with. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, please select your product model. And I'm like, what? Where? How do I figure that out? And I look at the sticker and I'm like, no. Uh, so Facebook has given me the answer. Yes. Because in October of 2007, I made a second Thanksgiving event Ah. and invited a bunch of people. So that must have been the first one. Yeah, that would make this the fourth second Thanksgiving. So there was one in the middle that I missed. I assume so. Because I was at the first one, but I was not at the second one, but I was at the third one. Yes. Okay, so this will be the fourth second Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, crap. All right, I got to get on that then. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Right, well, except I do want to do it. It's just I'm not sure I have the time to do it. Well, just... I actually have not just that Friday off. Uh, I have no WCC classes on that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Oh, very nice. No high school classes Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Very nice. So I, I mostly have the week off. I don't have anything going on. Well, wait, nope. I have the 5K on Thanksgiving. Where? In Ann Arbor. Oh, so you'll, well, you'll be here anyways because you guys do Thanksgiving with your family. Yes. So probably head over Wednesday night because the run is at 8 o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving. Okay. So we have to be there before 8 because the rut's when the roads close. That's the one problem. I, I have no problem running races. It's just they're all so frickin' early in the morning. <laughs> well, that's because people want to get out of there. It's like the Detroit Marathon was like, okay, you have to be there before, like, 6 o'clock. Six. That's when the roads around the area all closed down to get to the starting location. And the starting paddock closed 15 minutes before the race at 6.45. Race started mm-hmm. at 7, and then 7.02, and then seven, the stupid wave system. But it's just like, everything always... I'd like to run, but not that early. I'm still, like, half asleep. <laughs> or half awake, assuming you're pessimistic or optimistic. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I'd rather be asleep at 6 a.m. than awake. Growl. Sorry. 6 a.m., I'm on the road. I knew that feeling. It's working production at 6 a.m. with Pfizer. Yep. Oh, that's when I had the van still. Oh. <laughs> Your 18 van? No, the uh, B-team van, which is the what B-team. I called the ah. van after the A-team van was the, the B-team van. Right. Plus, it was it was filled with um, Yosh and Sin, who were the ones who basically first introduced me into 4chan. And so every once in a while, he'll have links from the B-channel. Ah. So I thought, oh, the B-team. So it's the slash B-van? Yeah. So there's a German electric car. Speaking okay. of vehicles... I thought I would actually just, you know, do yeah, something. Yeah, no, go on. <laughs> go on. Come so, on. There's this German electric vehicle, and it can go 375 miles without recharging its battery. How far? 375 miles. That's, wow. That's pretty far. Yeah. Um, and at not what, only was wait, it... At what speed? 55 miles per hour on average. Hmm. And he did it basically in a Audi A1 too, so it's not like it's an actual car that they fit with batteries. Yeah, so it, it's not really the car; it's the batteries. Yes, because 
currently the the record is a one person electric car drove 600 miles around a track in Japan, but they were only doing 25 miles per hour, and the vehicle was basically it could only fit one person in the car because it would the rest of it was all batteries. Mm-hmm. So, and the normal range for an electric car is about 60 to 100 miles, like with the Chevy Volt and that sort of stuff. But this car can now do 375 miles at highway speed. That's not bad. And um, if it can, if you can plug it into a uh, high voltage direct current source, the battery can be fully loaded within six minutes. What would high voltage be? Oh, you're talking probably higher than... Well, like, I know do I have to drive up to a Transformer? Uh, oh, the, what's the... The GE just came out with the, the Watt Home Station, which I think is running at 220 volts. So we're probably... You're looking at double the voltage out of your wall socket. Some of them are even higher than that. I think some of the more... The higher ones have, like, 300 to 400 volts. So it's some really high-voltage stuff. Stuff that most likely needs a professional person who is certified in order to plug your car in. But still, six minutes, 375 miles. You know what this means? Hmm. This car could do the CCST entirely on battery. Assuming that you had a place to plug in every yes. 300 miles or so. Yes. Theoretically, this car could do... Because the stops are 300 miles apart. Or less. So the one problem would be is you'd have to go, you have to make sure, because the mountains are probably just going to kill your battery, trying to go up a mountain at 70 miles an hour. Yep. Heck, that kills a car basically with a four-speed four transmission. Yes. <laughs> Driving up the mountain, all you hear is the car is going. No, 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 because you're, you're in the fourth gear, and you're just pinning it, because yeah, fourth well, gear normally gets you about 60, 65. So you're trying to do 70 up a mountain. The car is basically just screaming at you going, why? Downshift and go slower. But that's what I did when I was going over the mountains. Is it downshift? But no, because then the downshift will just, you'll, you have to keep it in fourth gear, but you just gotta go Why? slower going up the no, hill. It's easier for your car if you're in a lower gear. It's easier for your car if you're not in an overdrive gear, which is fifth gear for most cars. No, it is also easier for your car if you shift down to a lower gear. You'll go slower, but it's easier. Hmm. I just you... thought you would just completely just peg the, uh, peg the engine on the have, red line. Have you ever, you know, downshifted your bike when you're going uphill? Yes. Do you not realize how much easier it becomes? But you're going a whole lot slower. <laughs> well, but Andy, you can be in fourth gear and destroy your engine, or you can slow down and downshift and save it. I thought that was just for going downhill. No, that was. I think that's to slow down. Well, yeah, I know you can downshift to go downhill to slow down and use your engine to basically brake your car. Right. Or if you have um, a semi, just do a jake brake. Those are always fun. What is a Jake break? Um, diesel engines, you don't need a spark plug. Yeah. So it's basically, it just puts the fuel in there, and then the piston compresses it, and explosion. Right. Um, a Jake brake cuts off the fuel supply and just puts air into the cylinder. And air is harder to compress. And since you're going downhill, you don't technically actually need any engine speed, because gravity should just be able to take you down. Yeah. What, what keeps the engine then turning? Wouldn't it just stop? No, it just the the it's basically the wheels will spin the engine. Ah, instead of the engine spinning the wheels, and okay. the air is harder to compress than the fuel and air mixture. Yeah, and so the pistons will literally like slow down. That's kind of cool. So, so if you ever if you ever I, passing a semi going downhill and it sounds like it's basically got like a machine gun under the hood, that's, that's what's the, going on. That's the Jake brake going off because it's okay. it's loud because you're trying to compress you're air. You're compressing air, yeah. We should uh, call into Car Talk and clarify this. Well, I tried to call into Car Talk one time and they never actually, you know... Published it. Yeah. called you back. <laughs> They're like, hey, can you be at this place at this time so we can call you? Yeah, no problem. And I sit there for an hour. No call. Then they ask me, oh yeah, can we call you back next week? I'm like, sure, no problem. No call. No call. However, we, we should try and get this clarified. Okay. I will try calling them back. I still have the email. I could email her back and be yes. like, hey, I don't need that last question answered, but I've got another one in case you guys want to answer that. If Yeah, I mean, if for no other reason than the next time the CCST has to go over the mountains. Uh, I do have to say that CCST with an RV, that yeah. is the way to do it. Yeah. It's the only, I just have to, I want to get these guys on the show. I actually emailed them, and they never actually got back to me. I'm looking at them, the royal them. 
With his evil eye. Yes. The royal... No, never mind. So, Andy, who is Red Shirt Man? The only red shirts I know are the ones from Star Trek. Well, Red Shirt Guy, I guess, was a big um, BlizzCon thing because they actually had some of the developers up there during a Q&A. And the guy basically brought up the classic sort of Trekkie question of how come your canon is not pristine sort of thing. Like in episode 47, the Cylons did this thing, but then in right. episode 49, it was something completely different sort of okay. question. And so he went up to the developers and asked them that question about one of the in-game characters. And they're like, wait, the guy's... Because I guess the guy's supposedly not dead, but they thought he was dead. The developers thought he was dead, but he's not dead in the books. And so they're... He's basically complaining about the canon. Okay. And so they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll get on that and fix it. Well, to fix it, they put him into the World of Warcraft game as Wildhammer Fact Checker. Nice. So they they put him in there with the red shirt and all, basically to clarify the situation of the game. Good for him. I don't know if I would want to be in WoW that way. You know, whatever. You're in the game. <laughs> yeah, but you're in the game with them basically flipping their nose at you, going, ah. No, I, I don't think that's the, I don't think that was their reaction at all. I think they're like, oh. Oops. Oh, well. Okay, well, let's do something and have fun with it then. Uh, I mean, if they wanted to be mean, they could have put in, like, annoying Wildhammer fact checker. And there could be a quest that you have to do for him. Where you would have to go out around to other places and just talk to people to make sure that their plot holes are fixed. Yeah, or go in the library or something. Library of Skolomance? Wait, isn't that an actual quest? There's several library quests. Because there's several libraries. Oh, some of those quests in WoW were just... <laughs> Go from point A to point B to point C. It was like the... Um, where you'd have to get talk to the people. You'd have to go to all of the Alliance starting places. Yep. Talk to people. That's all you do. You talk to people and they're like, nope, sorry. And then you'd have to go back and they would tell you to talk to somebody else. <laughs> Redwood and Darkshire. Redwood? And, isn't it Redwood? There's Red Ridge. Red Ridge. I knew there was a color. <laughs> and a word. <laughs> Red Ridge, Goldshire, right? Yes. Okay. Red Ridge, Goldshire, dark, dark something. Uh, de- Duskwood? Duskwood. Dusk, dark. It was a D. What's the other one to the left? Westfall? Yes. Come on, it hasn't been that long since you played this. You've sunk how many, like, hundreds of hours in here? And it has fin- my brain has finally realized I don't need to remember this information. It is not important anymore. Yep. What's really funny, though, and it is. It, it is that someone took this information, took the map of World of Warcraft, and hexified it. Hexified and made it, it a Civilization V map. Oh, God. And you can look in and see all the areas we just named. Yeah, Booty Bay. Darkshire, Westfall, Red Ridge. Darkshire is not dark. There's no dark tile, Andy. (laughs) In the same way that the blasted lands are not blasted, nor is Black Rock Mountain a volcano. Lakodan is there, though. Yes, it is. (laughs) I love how they literally have, like, a tunnel between, um... Can't wait for you to come up with a name for it. The tunnel between the Iron Forge and no Iron Forge's zone. Iron Forge's zone is <laughs> the starting area for the dwarves and the gnomes. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting. <laughs> Azeroth is the island. No, Azeroth is the continent. Azeroth is... Well, the continents are islands. Yes, in the same way that the North America is an island. Um, Dun... It's a funny one with the DM. Dun... Dun Dunmorach or Moran or... Dunmorrow. Welcome to the Facts That You Don't Really Need to Know podcast. I believe we call it that anyways, don't we? The random access? Yeah, that is true. Man, think of like how much time it would spend to create this. Probably not as much as you'd think. How so? 
Well, I mean, most of it is mountain. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm looking at. Is thinking this would be a pretty crappy map. I, you know, I'm looking at it thinking like this would be really interesting because there's all of these control point linchpin. You must control this area, or you're not moving. <laughs> so there's all the mountains. It's like okay, Scythalus. Uh, Silithus. Silithus. It's not in STD, there, Andy. Siffy. <laughs> <laughs> Silithus. It's just like some of these places you cannot access unless you already controlled the place before it. Yeah. If you control Thousand Needles, you control the entire southern half of the western continent. Yeah. Jeez. Of course, it's all <laughs> desert. No, the valley's got lots of stuff like bananas. The Ungoro Crater. Yes. And it looks, it, it has something that looks like the One Ring. I think that might be gold. I'm I think sure. so too. I'm looking to see if there's another version. Yep, there's one in Dunmoro as well. And one near Alterac. I love that Alterac is like three hexes. It's because it's not that big of a <laughs> section. Oh, man. But this Countless is... hours to do this, and then now what? This is brilliant. I mean, look at it. You know what it needs? It needs expansion. Yeah, I know. It needs like the, the north end up there. Mm-hmm. And it needs Outland. Maybe they'll do Outland as a second map. Yeah, because out, you can't access Outlands unless you go through the... Uh, the Dark Portal. Yep. Which you is know what in... It, the actual sad part is that in a month and a day, this map will be completely outdated. Because the world will be turned asunder. Turned asunder? Isn't torn. that a phrase? Torn. Torn asunder. Torn asunder. Torn, torn, dude, uh, McRib. <laughs> Are you suggesting the McRib has drained your intelligence? Barbecue sauce. Mmm. Supreme Court. Yes. For those of you um, who kind of... I'm glad this actually got picked up by the, the news on the 3rd. Mm-hmm. The day after it happened. Yeah, because you know, November 2nd was full of election coverage. Right. Of everything. Even uh, The Daily Show picked it up the other day. Yeah, I saw. I watched <laughs> With the, Ira uh... Glass on there. Yep. And John Hodgman. Oh, I can't believe they got Ira Glass to say, I will shoot you in your penis. That, I don't, how do you do that? You are the Daily Show. That's how you do it. At this point, you call up NPR and say, we need to talk to Ira Glass. And they say, okay. And Ira Glass comes on and says, we need you to come on to our show and say, I will shoot you in the penis. Hmm. But so, anyways, the Supreme Court heard the case. Yes. And you can actually get the uh, the transcript of the arguments. And they... Uh, it's it's not as dry a read as you'd think. No, especially when they brought up Mortal Kombat and the grim fairy tales and everything. They were, they were really going after the state of California's lawyer for a bit there. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, well what they about this? Against, they were going after both sides. They really were. Yeah, especially the the video game industry was like, well, can you guys accept a lesser law of any kind? And they're like, no. And they're like, why not? <laughs> was this, do you think more Mortal Kombat is prohibited by the statute? I believe it's a candidate. Dot, dot, dot. So yeah, it's a candidate, meaning, yes, a reasonable jury could find that Mortal Kombat, which is an iconic game, which I'm sure half the clerks who work for us spend, I think that should be spent, considerable amounts of time in their adolescence playing. This is Justice Kagan speaking, Elena Kagan, who is one of the new Supreme Court justices. At which point Antonin Scalia comes in and says, I don't know what she's talking about. Which, I, that would you'd have to see if the tone, if he's either A, trying to cover for himself playing this game, or B, actually does not know what she's talking about. Oh, I, I really think he has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> Because I read that and thought, okay, maybe Justice Scalia is a big Mortal Kombat fan. Justice no. Scalia is the guy who always picks scub, Sub-Zero. Why would he ever say it? Because no, he, he really doesn't know what she's talking about. Or you could, basically, Justice Scalia's got a job for life, so he could do whatever he wanted to do. What? I don't, I don't, know, what she, I don't know what she's talking about. No, I don't play I, I really that. think it's, uh, I don't know what she's talking about. This is why they need videos in the Supreme Court. This is the, the one court that still does not allow any sort of electronics in audio it. Audio recording. Yeah, they don't even allow no audio recordings, no video recordings, no electronics of any kind. Yep. If they see you even looking at your cell phone, they can kick you out. Yep. 
I love it. Uh, it's I think Sotomayor brings up about uh, well, what if it's not a human? What if it's a human-like figure? What is this quote? It says this is not a human being. It's an android computer simulated person. So if this law goes through, all of a sudden, all games will no longer involve humans. Just very human-like figures. Like Vulcans. Yeah. Which I am so proud that they brought up. Uh, I love how, though, like, okay, so you heard about this case. The, the oral arguments were going to be happening for months. There was tons of the briefs put out by every, amicable briefs. Amicus or, briefs. Amicus briefs. Friends of the court. And now they've heard the oral arguments, and we'll figure out the ruling next in, June. Well, that's because they have to start working on the next case, and the next case, and the next case, and the next case. They hear all the cases at once. No, uh, two weeks on, two weeks off. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. They hear cases for two weeks. Each one's about an hour, so they have, I think, like three days during the week where they actually hear cases. So they hear about six cases a week, and they'll do that for... So they hear about 12 cases, and they'll take two weeks off to create their... Work on them. Yeah, to work on the cases. And then they'll do that, and then they'll basically do it until the summer recess, and that's when they'll basically just put out... Give out the rulings. Yeah. (sighs) Whatever. It works. So we shall find out in seven months. <sighs> so I'm glad that's finally over. Reading through this, though, if you actually go uh, like go through this, because almost every justice says something at some point, you can actually start to see where they're falling along on, on the lines. I am predicting it's going to be a f- not a five four. No. Probably a 6-3 split decision. I mean, even at the start, Scalia... <laughs> Cuts is... the guy off during his opening, arg- his opening <laughs> statements. I counted, the guy gets five sentences in. And then Justice Scalia cuts him off. This, this poor guy, because you know, I'm sure he spent weeks writing the opening statement. Yeah. And refining it, and refining it, and getting it better. And five sentences in, Scalia's like, what's a deviant? <laughs> As opposed to what? Like, what, what is a deviant violent video game as opposed to a normal violent video game? And then just goes off on this guy. He, like, the Supreme Court tears this guy to pieces. Oh, such fun times. They do kind of tear, uh, oh god, what was his name? The guy who was representing the EMA. The ECA? ECA. Well, no, it was the uh, EMA, Entertainment Merchants. Oh, yeah, you're right. The ECA was just part... Yeah, God, there's too many frickin' TLAs. That's Smith. Smith. Mr. Smith. It was Mr. Smith. Paul Smith. (laughs) Mr. Smith went to Washington. And went in front of the Supreme Court. Yes. And decided not to filibuster. Come come on, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. No, I understand, Andy. Okay, just making sure. It's just... Sometimes I throw these things out at you, and I'm not sure if you're actually going to get them or not. Sometimes I don't. (laughs) Well, they have, like, a list of where every word shows up. Really? Yeah, it's at the end of the PDF. Huh. Like, every word. Deviant is at 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Deviant is used 14 times. Oh, I wonder, where's violent? Oh, God. I like how at one point they brought up the, the point where you get to rip a guy's head off and... Uh... Crap. One. Ah, no, come back. <laughs> Violent. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21, 32, 33. Violence is used like 39 times. Voltaire is used once. 56, 12. I'm just curious about how many times the Miller test was brought up. Yeah. Well, Andy, I could tell you. <laughs> As you can see, I have not opened up this PDF because the last time I opened up a PDF during recording, it was a bad, bad situation. So I Miller is used one, two, three. Damn it. I keep hitting the page down button. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Miller type was used once. Was that with a hyphen? Yes. Miners was used an incredible number of times. Well, yeah, because you're talking about a law based on violent video games being banned for kids. So. But I mean, like, every word new is listed, oh, never geez. is listed, precise is listed, psychiatric with a capital P is listed. Hmm. This is really kind of cool. <laughs> 
So if you got some time, you could actually read the entire transcript, and it'd be like you're you're there, just in storybook form. There, I mean, there are people who act these out. Really? Yes. And if there aren't, then there need to be. But I'm pretty sure there are. Mm. You only need to get like 11 people, right? Nine Supreme Court justices, two lawyers. So 11 people. Yeah. I know they do mock uh, trials beforehand many, many times, just to try and mm-hmm. see where people would stand. Mm. So someone go through this and figure out where everyone is on the issue, and we'll know beforehand. We don't need to wait. <laughs> yes, but we, we have to, though, because what you say does not matter. True. It's only what they say, and they sometimes have done things that are uh, unconventional. A yeah. A little unconventional. So T-Mobile... Yes. Has decided to abandon the HSPA Plus name since no one's getting it and move over and call it 4G. Which is funny because it's technically not 4G. Well, but Andy, who decides what is 4G? The international – shoot, I forgot the name of this uh, committee. But there is an is actual it- international like mobile broadband committee that actually will regulate what is and is not 4G. Okay. And currently, there is no 4G system in the United States. So Sprint, which they keep on saying was 4G, is not 4G. T-Mobile, which says stuff is 4G, is not 4G. So this group that's regulating, you're saying has no teeth. Yes. So no one's going to pay attention to it. Basically, yeah. (laughs) So T-Mobile can go ahead and say that they have a 4G network. Because clearly, no one's going to stop it. Let me try and see if I can figure out. Is not 4G. What's the name of this? International. IMT, I think, is... What does the IMT stand for? No, this is not helping. (laughs) International Mobile Telecommunications. So, IMTG Advanced. uh, Specifications by the International Telecommunication Union. There we go. So that is the company that says about 4G stuff, and now, yeah, so all the current information is not 4G. Okay. Uh, But they're all calling it 4G. Yeah. So it's 4G. So so if it looks like a rose and smells like a rose, it's not actually a rose. Sorry. But anyways, it's uh, AT&T said, like, well, wait a minute. If T-Mobile is calling their stuff 4G, then we get to call ours 4G. And we already have more people on ours. T-Mobile responds and says, like, really? Uh, Because from what what we've been told from your iPhone users is no. (laughs) And the best part is this happened on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Really, it's got to be two interns at both companies just going back and forth. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So what else we got, Andy? Um, There were, going back to vehicles, four electric vans that were driverless when they drove from Italy to China to mirror the travels of Marco Polo. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, we have the driverless cars, like the whole DARPA challenge and everything else like that. Right. And then there was the Google Street cars, which were traveling on, like, the highways and such. Well, these traveled 13,000 kilometers from Italy to China. Driverless. Nice. They also did not carry any maps either. Did so, they follow another car? Um, no, they basically just... Uh, they did researchers as passengers just in case of emergencies. Yeah. Experimenters had to intervene a few times. I love how the van the van stopped the hitchhiker. I was like, hey, come on. Wait, who's driving this car? It's like, no, no thanks. I'll I'll wait for the next one. You sure? So there is the um so yeah, speaking of electric cars, these had to be recharged for eight hours after every two or three hours of driving. So these would not be able to do the cross-country trip. No, not at all. Maximum speed of 60 kilometers. That's not even 60 miles. No, 100 100K is about 60. So these are, they're going about, what, 30 miles an hour, 35, something in that range? It's 37.28 MPH. There we go. I I did that in my head. So going back to phones now. Yes. 
Mount Everest has 3G service. Yes. There are points in, in, Michigan. in Michigan, in in Kalamazoo County, that does not have cell phone service. Yes. I just want to know who the service provider is. China Mobile. China Mobile? Oh, oh no. Chi- Chi- have- China Mobile is the old network that they used to use. Ah, I guess it's going to have, like, you know, really good line of sight. <laughs> Being the tallest mountain out there. Tela Sonera and its subsidiary in Nepal called Encel. Okay. So there is now 3G service. On top of the world. Yeah. Which actually is pretty good because everybody's got a cell phone on them now. And especially for emergency situations. Yeah, unfortunately, do you know how far away like any sort of rescue would be? <laughs> the um, Probably the airport. In uh, Luca, Lukla, but it's just, uh, which is, uh... It, it, it was a rhetorical question, oh, Andy. Sorry. I wasn't expecting an actual answer. Well, the lowest sec... Luca is the, basically the closest major city. Okay. That's where the airport is. And then there's always the, the base camp, which is at, I think, about 4,000 meters, so halfway between the airport and the peak. Why do I know these things? I don't know, because you know these things, but yet you don't know the name of Goldshire or Elwyn Forest, which is the zone that Goldshire is in. Oh, I thought the whole... Yeah, you're right. It is the forest. Yeah. Hmm. I know the difference between the Burning Lands and the Blasted Lands. The Burning Lands? Isn't there a Burning Land? No. There, no, there is a Blasted Land, though. There is a Blasted Land. What's the other one that has the port? Is the Blasted Land the one that has the portal? Yes. What's the one that goes into the mountain? There's two. South one. Ah. One second. Because that's the one that always had that level 56 uh, wear uh, lava giant that I used to kite into. The Badlands. The Badlands. There we go. Oh, it had that giant lava monster that I used to just <laughs> kite into Goldshire and then just leave him there. Nothing like a level 56 elite that just starts hitting people. Yep. There's the Burning Steps, there's the Badlands, and there's Searing Gorge. Lots of fire and death and destruction. Well, Black Rock Mountain is right there. So there was a problem with iPhones, keeping with the phones. There was? Yes. A problem? Well, yes, a very specific problem. Okay. What is the very specific problem? There was a bug in the iPhone alarm settings. Oh, it wasn't really a problem with the phone. It was a problem with the update for daylight savings time. Yes. When Britain flipped out of daylight savings time back to just the regular GMT, the iPhone's clock automatically made the change, but the alarm settings did not. So the clock went back an hour, but your alarm still stayed the same, so everybody basically slept for an extra hour. Oops. So people are finding this bug out as the basically the time's changing the time the daylight savings time is changing over the around the world because it first started in New Zealand when they changed and then in Australia um, and now in England. So um, on Sunday, well, actually, this episode's going to go out after the time changes happen. So everybody so who has an late. iPhone. It only happens on repetitive alarms, not for single-use alarms. Hmm. So, this would be actually better to be showing up next last week, but it didn't happen until England until November first, which was already after the episode um, aired. Yeah, of course, it happened in New Zealand before that. Yeah, but who cares about New Zealand other than the people filming The Hobbit? There was the big fight. New Zealanders, New Zealand. I think, care about New Zealand. I'm sure there are some Australians that care about New Zealand. Yeah, don't talk to Australians about New Zealand. <laughs> Remember, we do have a, a bit of an Australian following. I know. And they could probably tell you that the, it's, the, the Kiwis are a little crazy. Is that what they call New Zealanders? Yeah, the Kiwis. How That's do you not terrible. know these things? How do you know these things? I am a repository of random knowledge. But you're not! <laughs> are you saying my knowledge is not random? Uh, never mind. Because <laughs> I do believe I have a pretty big repository of random knowledge. Okay. So there are problems with Froyo. With Froyo? Yep. But I like Froyo. Yep. 88 flaws that could re- expose users' data. Uh-oh. And there, they, the guy uncovered 359 bugs, a quarter of which could be classified as high risk. Uh-oh. Where are, like, what are said bugs? He won't say because he wants... Um, 
he what is he he wants the uh he'll hold off releasing the details of flaws until january to allow google and handset vendors to issue fixes hmm. so it's an open source um source code so we right. go through and it's actually got less thousand lines of code like the density of bugs were less per thousand line of code than other open source software but higher than that of a linux kernel so so it i mean is he telling google what these problems are yes so that they can go and fix it yes okay well that's not so bad but they are there so be careful because going like fix. i found all these problems but i'm not going to tell you what they are until you fix them that would be kind of stupid Nana nana boo boo. But it, it this also brings up the interesting question of like over the phone updates are not that often. Well, it depends on your carrier. Uh, we should actually be receiving one in the next day or two. Yeah, T-Mobile should be getting the over-the-air one coming up. It, they, people have been getting it for like the past week or so, and I still yeah. have not. November 3rd to the 8th is when it's expected to show up. So You can do it manually. You can? Yeah. How? You download a file, you put it on your SD card, you boot into the, the special boot mode. There's a special boot mode? Yeah. How do I not know these things? I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, in your repository of random knowledge, no knowledge about your own cell phone is not in there. Well, <laughs> I, I do have to say, because I, I have been trying to write a program for my phone, mm-hmm. something actually very specific, which I haven't been able to find on the Android market. I'm not going to say what it is, because then somebody else might be able to put it out there. But I think it might actually be a, a seller for some people. It's specific, but it, it's helpful. Okay. And Android's based off of Java, and I took the two Java classes... And I realized I don't remember much from those classes. Nope. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm taking the uh, Learn Teach Yourself Java in 21 Days books. That's a good series. I know. I'm still on day one because I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and read it. <laughs> that would be less helpful. Yes, yes, it would. But uh, it just brings up the question of like, how safe is your phone? Because your phone basically is a computer now. Yeah. Are we going to have to start running antivirus on the phone? Uh, couldn't tell you. Are we going to have to worry about somebody spoofing our... Yes. And as far as antivirus, by the way, there are antiviruses for Android. Oh, craziness. Yeah. So what else did we have on the list? Um, X marks is not dead. Yay! <laughs> the death... <laughs> What's the the reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated? Right, greatly exaggerated. Right. So he has not. He, um, he can't provide more details, but he did post. The creator of X Marks posted on his blog, "We're still alive. So. We're still here. We're not going anywhere." Yes. So, Dave, congratulations! You still might have X Marks in the future. Yay! I like my X Marks. It's a good program. So. There was a program put out a week ago yes. called Fire Sheep. Yes. Not so much a program as an extension. Yes, of Firefox. Did you download it? No. Oh. Because um, I don't really go anywhere that I could use it. I was hoping to actually maybe catch some of my students on my wireless network. <laughs> Ouch. That would have been really fun. But I, um, I could also get fired for that. Yes. Don't get fired. <laughs> no. Unemployed, not that fun. No, not at all. So, Been there, done that. Yeah. So the the thing is, um, it basically can spoof people's network IDs on an open network, and so you could go and basically check out people's Facebook pages and that sort of stuff. You could become somebody else on an open network at a coffee shop. Right. And it was designed, I and mean, they they built it as a proof of concept of like your stuff is full of holes. Yeah. Website design is full of holes. Networks are full of holes. Browsers are full of holes. Uh, your information is not safe because these people are not taking it seriously. Yeah. I'm curious, though, if this works with HTTPS. If, if it doesn't, I'm just going to start using that all the time. And forever I, I go on an open network. actually the point, is that it does not work with that. So I should just, whenever I'm yes, at a coffee shop? using just... HTTPS. Okay. Whenever you can, you should be using the secure. I do that with my Gmail just automatically. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I can put that option on there. It's like, yes, always connect with HTTPS. Thank you. 
So anyways, Fire Sheep, uh, it, it, its legality has been called into question. Which, it, there's no legal... There's no law about writing a program. Yeah, and there's no law about what programs you can or cannot run on your own computer. There are laws about how those can interface with other computers. Yes. But this does not violate those laws. No. But people are saying it should. There's actually some antivirus software that actually marks it as a threat now. Well, it's a false positive. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, it's just a uh, word so, to be careful out there. Yeah, definitely. There's also uh, another extension. It's not even an extension. It's a program. It's called Fire Shepherd. Fire Shepherd? Yes. Okay. And it's designed to block fire sheep. <laughs> and what it does is it... Oh, my phone decided to restart. How fantastic. Uh, what Fire Shepherd does is it goes in and spoofs like a number of fake logins, thousands of them, so that Fire Sheep gets clogged up. Hmm. And I don't know why my phone restarted. But I, don't, I don't know either. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, the Times in London. Not okay. the U.S. Times. But not the, the Times, New York. Yeah, the Times, the Times London, the Times UK, which is actually owned by Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Into the paywall format. Um, no one's and, buying. Well, they have 105,000 reader payments in the last four months. Okay. So you could say, oh, yeah, we've got 100,000 people who are paying for the online version. So Out of how many millions? Pre-paywall readership was quoted to be at 20 million. And they went down from 20 million down to 100,000. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, the, I mean, at the same time, though, the Wall Street Journal is doing well here online. Yes. Isn't it? It's the only one that's able to make money with a paywall situation, basically. Right. So, I don't know, maybe British are, are just more discriminating about that. I, I don't know, but... Seems a little weird to go from twenty million down to a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand, yeah. That's that's a drop. But yeah. they they quoted that as a success on their press release. So okay, well yeah. you know if if they were considering doing that and they'd expected to drop down to a thousand, then yes, dropping down to a hundred thousand is indeed a success. Speaking of successes, yes, bots, computers, bots versus people. In StarCraft. Hmm. So there's a basic AI built into the game, right? Yes. Which is a little unfair at times because it's omnipotent. (laughs) Right? I mean, it knows what you're building and when you're building and where it is and stuff like that. Uh, But a, a bunch of competing researchers are trying to build bots that will play StarCraft. I think it's just StarCraft, not StarCraft 2. Uh... As if they were human players. And so there's an article that I posted about this. It's because it talks about the developments in AI that are required for this, as opposed to the developments in AI AI required to do chess or to do other turn-based, that because StarCraft is this ongoing, real-time challenge... There was actually a thing on Slashdot sort of about that, about like genetic AI is the best way to go for this sort of thing. But it's it's kind of interesting to think of like how we're crazy smart computers able to deal with things on the fly. And it's... Yes. I wonder if I could just get a bunch of those to actually like improve my um, StarCraft skills. Granted, I still need to get StarCraft 2 at some point. Yes, you definitely do. Hey, my next new video game purchase, basically my um, first one of the year, yeah. I believe. No, oh wait, I got Batman. Or was that last year? I think that was last year. Yeah, because I got Assassin's Creed 2, and then I returned that in order to get Batman. Okay. Anyways, go on. Um, I'm going to get Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Oh. That was, that was it. It's coming okay. out on the 16th. Very nice. Also, I'm looking at his Moto article. Games. What? I wish I had time to play games. Yes, but you have a job that earns you yes. money. Yes, which I can't spend on games because I don't have time to play games. Oh, darn. Dave is saving money. Like, the point of getting the job was that I'd have money to do things like buy games. 
You just gotta get through this first part of your crazy schedule. Yep. Well, the come the June, I'm going to get like a three month subscription to WoW or something. <laughs> Shouldn't you spend that time, you know, working on lesson no. plans for the next year? No. 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 This is oh, this is why teachers get to get away with working so hard for so little, is that we get three months off at a time. Hmm. Oh, so I'm linking a Gizmodo article about the 4G not actually being 4G. Okay. So, in case you uh, want to look at that. Not particularly. But I'm just, for those of you who, because I was saying that 4G is not 4G. Okay. There's the link to back me up. Indeed. So, we should probably hit our games. Okay. What are the our games? Um, according to the list, you have Command and Conquer, the series. Oh, Command and Conquer. Which is kind of funny, because I actually have the first uh, two Red Alert Command and Conquer games. I haven't played either one of them yet. I probably should. No. Oh, man, Red Alert 2 was great. Yeah, I have, because I, I gra- when I was at Circuit City, I grabbed one of the pre-order boxes for Red Alert 3, because it was 50 cents. And it has the full version of Red Alert 2 in there. Yeah. And I, Red Alert 1 was released for free with Red Alert 3 coming out. So I've got the first two, and I haven't played either one of them. It's, I, was, I guess I've always been a Blizzard RTS fan, and not much else. Yeah. See, so, I, I, liked the, uh, I liked Command & Conquer a lot. Okay, what makes Command & Conquer... Would you say, okay, I, I don't think you would say that... Command & Conquer was innovative, and it, it was... In direct competition with Warcraft and Starcraft. Okay. Uh, but having things like the unified build bar. So oh. in Warcraft, you and in, in basically any other RTS, you had a contextual menu that would change based on what you selected. If you selected a building, it would be move command, or it would be build orders. If you selected a unit, it would be uh, move commands, things like that, right? Yes, so you'd have to click on each individual building in order to build the items from that building. Right. Command & Conquer had a single build bar that you would just scroll through and say, all right, start building this, all right, start building this, all right, start building this. Well, that's kind of neat. And instead of massing giant armies by having five barracks and all of them spewing out units... You could only build from one building at a time. Now, if you built more of that building, the build speed increased, but it didn't double. So instead of trying to build two of them at once, you could build one at twice the speed. Well, one at three quarters, not three quarters, but four thirds the speed. Yes. Okay. And this was all World War II sort of stuff, or did it go... Mm, it, it was realistic-ish until a point, and then it became unrealistic. I saw it with, like, the Tesla cannons and that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, so the story of Red Alert is that Einstein went back in time and killed Hitler. Oh, goodness. Uh, which means Nazi Germany never came out. Okay. But it means that there was no one to keep the Soviets in check. Yeah, that is no true. Pun intended. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Took me a second. So the Soviets have, you know, taken over most of the world and you choose either the Allies or the Soviets and you fight, etc., etc. Hmm. And then in Red Alert 3... Japan came in with uh, well, Decay. What, no, in, in Red Alert 3, the Soviets go back in time and stop Einstein from going back in time. Why would they do that? Because they don't... Well, they don't know about the history of Germany. All they know is that Einstein has given incredible amounts of weapons to the Allies. Ah. So the Soviets go back in time to stop Einstein from giving the weapons to the Allies. So they come back and they are rulers of the world, except that now Japan has come out of nowhere in the Empire of the Rising Sun with futuristic robots. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's actually a really good game. Never played it, but I probably should at some point. Yes, you should. I just love playing Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi? Yes. Okay, so this is supposed to be a list of games we've spent hours playing, right? Yes. How can you spend hours playing Crazy Taxi? At most, the game lasts like three minutes. The longest I've had a crazy... Because I had it for the Dreamcast. I actually had Crazy Taxi and Crazy Taxi 2. Okay. Did you know there was a sequel? I did not. I did, and I owned it, and I played it. There for like four minutes at a time. The longest chain I had going continuously with Crazy Taxi at one point was going for forty-five minutes straight. Forty-five minutes? Yes. What the hell? Um, thanks to Game Facts, um, they basically give you like chains that you can do. 
go to this person, then this person, then this person, then this yeah. person. And so you could get chains that would actually like build up your time. It wouldn't get much money, but you could start building up your time again. And then you could just go out to the other places to get other guys in order to get more money. And there was a bunch of secondary games in there, a bunch of like mini games, kind of uh-huh. like Wii Sports. Like there was one game where you'd be like taxi cab bowling. Okay. You just like launch your cab into a bunch of pins. And then Crazy Taxi 2 had a bunch of weirder stuff too, especially since the cabs could now hop. The cabs can hop? The cabs could hop. So if you had a car coming out, you could literally just jump over a car for some odd reason. It's the, the oddest thing. And then it had the, the uh, soundtrack for Crazy Taxi. Oh, That was some good music. It's like, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I would, I would, if I wasn't playing, I'd get kind of annoyed after a while. But yeah. Well, I, I had to put up with it as apps because we had the arcade game. Okay. So oh, now the, uh, the random topic. Yes. Um, oh, you can play Crazy Taxi Flash Game online at crazytaxi.net. Andy. <laughs> Sorry. Focus. Um, yeah, random topic. We rolled ahead of time. Is Canada truly a foreign country? Yes. Well, technically it's not actually a country. It's still part of a it was province of um, England. England, right. But it's its own country. It has its own military. But it's technically not a country. And also, you don't technically need a uh, passport. You can you can get it's Canada and Mexico. You can get in using the um, enhanced driver's license. Mm-hmm. Any other place, you have to use your passport to get in. Okay, Andy. Yes, it's a foreign country, but um, you can use American currency there. In some places. Yeah. I actually had a whole plan at one point, which I never actually did. But my thought was, if like the Canadian dollar versus the American dollar... Ever, what is the Canadian dollar to American dollar conversion right now? I don't know. I don't even know what the abbreviation... USD to... USD CAD. I think it's CAD. Foreign adjective of pertaining to or derived from another country or nation. <laughs> you know what the US to Canadian dollar is right now? What? One to one point zero 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 five. Oh God, we're almost on parity. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, That's not good. But my idea was, if it was ever a major difference, to just go across the border and, um, like, whoever would, whatever would get me the most money, like, exchange all of that currency into pennies, and then just take it across the border to the other side and use the pennies. Because most places would actually, especially close to the border here in Michigan, would accept the Canadian pennies as American at face value, which right yeah, now well, at would this not point, matter. They are, yeah. But if it was, if it was like a crazy discrepancy, like one to two dollars or something, that one penny uh, would be worth two pennies. Yes, but so, yes, granted, you would have to play it on the small scale. Right, and the scale, I mean, you would have lost more in the gas going over to Canada. You know, you can buy foreign currency in the U.S. Yes. You, you don't need to drive to Canada to okay, do Okay, so I would just buy the foreign currency in the U.S. Okay. And then convert it all down to pennies and use Indeed, the pennies. It's a bad as, idea. I, no, it's, it's just a bad idea. Well, if, no. I, if I buy 50 bucks and I just use it over a span, it's like I, I, spent, I got a free 50 bucks just for using pennies. How long would it take you to spend $50 in pennies? I don't know. I technically, I do believe I might actually have $50 in pennies right now because <laughs> I have one of those Coke bottle coin banks, like the ones that are like two feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it's filled with pennies. And I remember at one point actually calculating out how many pennies there should be in the volume because a math class did that to try and see that the uh, the volume coefficient would be for the pennies in a, in a cylinder. So okay. if you take like the volume of the cylinder and you fill it full of pennies, you just basically multiply the volume by this amount and it will tell you the volume of pennies in there. And you divide okay. that by the volume of a penny to give you the total amount. Turns out pennies are actually a lot more like um, spherical items rather than uh, cylinders. Huh. Yeah, it's a little odd. Well, because some of them are going to stack horizontally and some will be vertical. Yeah. Okay. But they compared it to M&Ms and then to other like cylindrical items. And they're right. more like M&Ms than they are cylinders. Interesting. Yeah. So, but not. right now, I think I had like, last time I counted was like $37 worth of pennies. So time to take it to a bank and get it changed. But I want to fill it completely all the way up first. Why? Because I want to. Okay, well, you go do that. 
Meanwhile, I and the rest of our listeners are going to go and get on with our week. Oh, it's going to take me a lot more than a week to finish that thing off. Yeah. All right, we'll go and get on with our lives. I'm going to get back to my McRib. Which has got to be cold by now. Oh, it probably, yeah, the fries I've stopped eating because they're all cold. Yep. All right. Well, it's been fun. McRib time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, good job, Andy. <laughs> <laughs>